0: Mental health is part of who we are. Physical health is a part of who we are. It is not an add-on. You know, we don't suddenly get mental health as a bad thing. Mental health is how we think. It's, you know, our thought pattern. It's how we believe. And we have more control over it than we think we do. You may not be thinking that now, but I promise you we do have more control over it. Hello. And welcome to my very first episode of my new podcast called Mind Blowing Decisions. I'll be honest with you, this is the first podcast that I've ever done. But actually, I've wanted to do this for so long. And the reason is I just want people to understand and be reassured that having a really big fluctuation in our mental health is perfectly normal. Do you know what? I get so angry and so upset, really, when I hear celebrities and people on the news and in the media talking about the fact that, you know, we're all broken and, you know, we've got these mental health issues. It's like, no, 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 honestly, it's just part of who we are. So I wanted to share some ideas with you and also some of my experiences of what has happened to me personally, but also what I've observed with other people. So I know that at times, you know, life is a struggle. I totally understand that. But actually, the way that we respond to that is perfectly normal. And and that's something that I'm really, really keen to share with everybody. So why mind blowing decisions? It might sound like a a strange title. I just think when your mental health has been impacted and you've just got so much going on in your life, every decision is mind blowing. Even, you know, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? You know, where if even if you're going for a walk, where shall I go for a walk? Everything just seems so intense and it's just mind-blowing, isn't it? And for me, if, if we can get to that point where we give ourselves the opportunity to just take a breath and just kind of refocus or just get some space in our head, then those decisions don't seem so mind blowing and of course some of them are really big but the majority of them are really small and if we're in a good place they're so much easier to make so why do i feel the that i have the opportunity or the knowledge and experience to talk on this subject so like most people i think i had a, a very good background i had a good upbringing i struggled at, i hated school so you know i I've, definitely got stressed out over that. But you know, I grew up and met my husband. Uh, we've got a lovely family and everything that comes with that. So if you've got a family and you've got children, you'll know exactly what those challenges are. And we didn't escape any of those. We got all of those challenges ourselves. So I'm 62. So I would say definitely I have had a lot of experiences in those years, definitely with family and work situations and just how I feel about myself, really. You know, sometimes we just, well, most of the time, really, you know, we bring old experiences with us through our life and actually we should have just left them and and just knowing that it was okay to just learn from them and move on. And uh, as I've got older and certainly in the last five years, I think I've definitely realised that, you know, what goes on in my head has such a big impact on my life. And I'm sure that you know that already. So for my career, I worked for 25 years in offender services. So in 1994, I started work at Broadmoor Hospital. And actually, at the time, it was because we had just lost our building business. Our children were really young. Uh, Obviously, we needed the money. And we lived near to Broadmoor as well. So it was a great opportunity for me to work local to where the children went to school. And our daughter was just about to start school. So I've learned in life... There is never good timing for anything. But when opportunities come along, you just have to make it work, don't you? You just have to get on with it, really, and and deal with it as it comes along. And then after Broadmoor, I worked there for 11 years, and I was headhunted to go and work in the private prison service. So I went there on a governor grade level, and I oversaw all the... Delivery of healthcare services to the prisoners. So Broadmoor was obviously a mental health hospital, specialist mental health hospital, and the prisons where I worked. You know, I worked with the healthcare services, so I really saw lots of mental health issues, but also other things that impacted on people's lives, like eating disorder, personality disorder, autism, substance misuse. Really, really big issue. Obviously, drug and alcohol, but all sorts of of substance misuse anxiety and depression so the list goes on so I've definitely witnessed firsthand how people have struggled with these challenges now I'm a non-clinician so you know that means I'm not professionally trained in this particular area and I have great respect for the skills of my clinical colleagues but I've always understood that there's times that we need to seek professional help and accept professional help as well so thank goodness Those guys are there for us when we need them. And definitely on two occasions, that's been me. So I remember two particular occasions where I've needed to go on to antidepressants and I've needed talking therapies. One of them was when our children were really young and, like I said, we lost our building business, um, so we had no money at all. You know, we had a house that obviously we wanted to hold on to just so we had a roof over our head. And then the second time was a work-related issue where it was a really, really stressful time for situations that had happened. And both of them just completely took me out. But life needed to go on because obviously we had the family and uh, somehow we needed to get through that. And I just could not do that on my own. So we went to the GP, completely broke down. And thank goodness, you know, they were able to help. But for me, the learning from that was that this was about a period of time, it was, a, you know, an episode in my life where I needed some help and I needed to get through it. I was just determined, really, that it was never going to be my whole life. And that there was going to be somehow a brighter future. I'll be honest with you, there was times I didn't see that at all, but I just was determined it wasn't going to be my whole life. And also life was going on around me and I needed to be part of that because others were relying on on me. So, yeah, there are two occasions where I definitely were grateful for professional help. So when I'm working with people, I'm speaking with people, I always will recommend that they get professional help. If you, you can clearly see that they've been struggling for too long or that this is more than, you know, just a mindset thing and, and we need to lift our mood. But the other side of that is so much of what we do and how, how we're impacted is normal. And I think we've lost track of that. Completely, I listen to lots of other podcasts and, you know, a lot of them are fabulous. I think they're absolutely amazing. But I would say so many of them are so depressing. And I listen to them, you know, to learn because I absolutely love learning. But then by the time I've got off of those podcasts, I'm depressed. I mean, I'm not that's not a throwaway comment. I mean, seriously, I've listened to this and it's just completely taken me out. And my mood has completely changed. And I'm really keen that we get some sense of balance back into our life because as I'm recording this episode, we're in lockdown at the moment. You know, I'm sure that there'll be people listening to this in the future and life is much brighter. But at the moment, we are all locked down in our house and it is hard to see a future. But we have to do that. You know, one of the areas that we need to work on and and we need to be aware of is if we want to lift our mental health, then we really need to have some hope, whatever that is, whatever that looks like to you. So, you know, listening to some things in the media and then certainly some of the podcasts, I'm thinking that has actually not lifted my mood. It's done the reverse. So thinking about what you're listening to and, you know, who you're spending your time with is is really big. And, and I'll definitely be speaking about that in the future. So when I talk about how we respond to situations and that that is perfectly normal. You know, if we've had a bereavement or if, I mean, people in prison as well, you know, they find themselves in prison, that's a really big traumatic effect. So the chances are people that are locked up are going to feel low, they're going to feel depressed, they're going to feel anxious and all of those things. That's a natural response to an unnatural situation. I remember years ago when I was working at Broadmoor Hospital, I trained to do critical incident stress debriefing. And really what that is, just one session that you would facilitate for people that have been involved with an incident. Now, you know, obviously, we we think about people that may have been there at the time and may have been injured or whatever. But there's also situations where maybe somebody changed a shift with their best friend and their best friend got injured at the time. You know, the person that changed the shift, they're going to be feeling horrendous. You know, they're going to have all of this guilt. They're going to be blaming themselves and all of this. So critical incident stress debriefing session is brilliant for just getting literally everybody together, however they were involved, and then just going through the situation and what was their experience. Because what will happen is that the healing will go on within the room because People that were there at the time or were part of it in some way will support each other and they will say, that's normal. Actually, how you're feeling, I'm feeling too. And you may get people that have more experience and they will be saying, actually, what you're feeling is okay. That, you know, I've got experience, but... I was feeling the same as you, I was scared, I was frightened, I really was worried about what would happen to me, about you know what happened to my friends and my colleagues, all of those things. So it is so important that we talk about it, but also we know that we respond normally to abnormal situations. So when we lose somebody as a bereavement or maybe we've got a diagnosis of a physical illness or... Or we've lost our house, we've lost our lifestyle. I mean, there's so many things going on at the moment that are impacting people. And it is really normal to feel like your world's been taken away from you and you're just literally on the floor. And for me, that's the first part of this. You know, I just want to reassure people that that is normal. That doesn't mean you've got a lifetime mental illness. It doesn't mean it's always going to be like this but it does mean that you've been impacted at the moment you know people have had a traffic accident it is perfectly normal that for the you know few weeks or a couple of months afterwards they'll avoid that road because it's got that memory for them obviously if they have stopped driving or they're not sleeping or they're you know never going to that area again after a few months and and it carries on then it's impacting on their life and they can't work because of it or it's really changed their life you know that's the time that I always recommend that people seek professional help but in the beginning of course it's perfectly normal that you know it has an impact on our life so yeah that's the mission that I'm on is to you know make sure that we all know that we are perfectly normal it's also normal to seek some help from others as well So I find that with clients that I work with, so as I say, I'm a non-clinician, but I do have clients that I coach. And so many times people come in with, you know, say that they've got mental health issues. And I always talk to them about have they had a, you know, a professional diagnosis. And the majority of time people haven't. And we have just diagnosed ourselves. I mean, we do do that. Let's be really honest. Whilst the internet is fabulous you can definitely go on there and look at a condition that you have or a symptom that you have and convince yourself that you have this diagnosis. And then, you know, you can go to the GP and say, I've got this. I've seen that so many times where people say, I've got this because I've ticked all of those boxes. And thankfully, professional people can say, well, no, you don't, or yes, you do, and here's the treatment. But self-diagnosis is a real risk to all of us. You know, I definitely want to reassure people that's not a good thing. And and please, please don't restrict your life by saying that you have a mental health issue or believing you do for the rest of your life. Again, you know, I work with lots of younger people and I love their energy. It just brings a lot to my life as well. But it's so sad when you hear them say, I can't do that because of my mental health. OK, this is what I believe. Mental health is part of who we are. Physical health is a part of who we are. It is not an add on. You know, we don't suddenly get mental health as a bad thing. Mental health is how we think. It's, you know, a thought pattern. It's how we believe. And we have more control over it than we think we do. You may not be thinking that now, but I promise you we do have more control over it. And just think about, you know, things that energise you. So it could be that you love some music. So I'm a real big Queen fan. I love Queen. I think, you know, it really energises me. So if I'm doing something like this, and believe me, this is all very new to me. In the last five years, I have created a whole new life. But I, it's still scary going live or, you know, doing something on social media. And there's two things that I will do. One thing is I will raise my energy, you know, a bit of Queen music, We'll do that. So I'll put that on, have a sing. By the way, I can't sing, but I'll have a a sing along and just move around. So I know that energises me. And the second thing is Mel Robbins, Five Second Rule. If you haven't listened to that and you procrastinate, which we would do, let's be honest, we can talk ourselves out of anything, however good it is. If you haven't listened to that, I honestly recommend that. So jump on YouTube, Mel Robbins, Five Second Rule. And just listen to what she says about that and how she talks about it. I've got the audio as well. I love it because like, she's got this really strong Boston accent and she is no nonsense. And everything she says is is brilliant. But the five second rule when she tells her story, how it came about and how she uses it is absolutely gold and you will use it in all of your life people use it to get out of bed I do that sometimes as well five four three two one out of bed but if I'm doing you know something like this podcast I did it just now actually before I press the button to record it's like five four three two one press the button and off you go because the fear of doing something is always worse than the actual doing it itself so that's a really big recommendation from me So having a bit of structure in our life is really good as well. So at the moment, it must feel like all of us are being controlled and we have our life taken away, decisions taken away from us. then you can get to that point. It's like, what's the point? You know, we have no saying this, but we do. And having a bit of structure in our life is really important. I was watching a video recently by a, an admiral who was a Navy SEAL, and he talks about the points that they had to do when they were training to be a Navy SEAL. And the first thing was, get up and make your bed. I love that. I can see the value of it. Because if you get up and make your bed, that's a task completed, and that really does help you to feel it's like okay we're on the right track now we've at least completed one task and I've got lots of other tips that I'm going to share throughout these podcasts but having a bit of control in your life and taking some control and having some structure and some discipline is so important and we're not talking about you know masses amounts we're talking about really simple things that will make a difference to all of us so I would say give yourself three tasks a day if you are currently listening to this and you're thinking I am not in a good way Susan that sounds good but you don't understand I'm not in a good way Let me just reassure you, there is honestly a future there for you as well. Your future is better and it can be better, but you have to start moving and making some changes. Even if you're seeking help, even if you're on medication now, you need to be working yourself to make sure that you're supporting the treatment that you're getting. But also, if you're not, then, you know, just supporting ourselves more. We can go to bed in the evening and feel amazing. We wake up the next day for no reason at all. We're as flat as a pancake. And I understand that. So these are the things that it's like, okay, challenge myself to do this. So however you're feeling, I would say, give yourself three tasks to do today. And it could be as simple as making your bed. But it can be something you've been putting off for ages. You know, if you want to write to somebody, I'm not sure if people write to each other now, but I do. I always like getting a handwritten note as well. I think that's that's good. So, you know, whatever it is you've been wanting to do for ages, clear out a cupboard, have three tasks today that you want to do and complete those tasks. Choose tasks that you know you're going to complete. So definitely use the five second rule to do that. And then at the end of the day, you can look back and think, do you know, what? I did those three things today. And if you only do three a day, you're moving forward. So this is about small steps. When you're not in a good place, you can't take big steps. I totally understand that. If you're feeling better or you're feeling a bit more energised, then it's like, great, you can do some really big things. So one of mine was the podcast. Let's be honest, that's huge for me. Um, And it might be huge for you as well. But uh, I thought, blow this, I am going to do this podcast because others must be feeling the way that I do. And I'm sure some of my tips are going to help. So whatever it is that energises you, just do more of it. I've got a word for this year. I don't know why I've chosen this, but my word is marvellous. I can't say the word marvellous without saying it with some kind of emphasis on it. So that's my word of the year. And if I'm a bit stuck and somebody says, how do you feel about that? You know, you just want to kind of sum it up and you go marvellous. I always feel a bit bland when people say, how are you feeling? You go, fine. What does fine mean? Fine doesn't actually say anything at all. So let's just get rid of the word fine. If you're feeling good, let's say marvellous. Because Just by practising saying that, somehow it makes you smile. So that's my word of the year. My obviously task is to do this podcast and I've got started which is making me feel really good. And I know that I will get better as I move along. But the most important thing is I know I've got some tips to share with you that have helped me. And some of them will and some of them won't. But the most important thing is that I share them. And if they've helped you, share them with other people as well. So let's not listen to people that drag our mood down or make us feel low because that will happen at times anyway. Life will, will do that to us. But let's be aware of who we're spending our time with and what we're listening to as well. So I love the saying you become the average of the five people you spend the most amount of time with. And that can be you know, people that we're listening to on the TV, social media I love and hate social media. I think it's been incredible because it's been a learning for me and it means I've met lots more people and I've extended my knowledge and all of those good things. Personally, I really struggle when I have too much screen time. I just can't do with that. It really does have an impact on me. So I have to limit the amount of time, how these youngsters spend massive amounts of time just looking at their phone. I don't know, but I can understand why as a consequence of that, they can feel you know, really low and that they haven't had that engagement. Because we as humans, we're all about relationships. We're all about communication. That's how we were made. And if we're not having that, then we're not functioning fully and, you know, if you're living on your own, that's a struggle, isn't it? Especially at the moment. You know, How do you get that connection? Now, you may not have a network. You may not know many people. You may feel really cut off. You may feel, my good, I'm not great on social media. So obviously we can talk about lots of ways of helping each other. That, that's what it's all about. I really hope that you are going to share your experiences with me as well, because just by sharing those with each other, we're going to make life a bit easier for all of us. So... It has been an absolute pleasure, really mean that, to share my observations with you on my very first episode. And I've got so much more content to share. So I've given you a bit of background. You know who I am. I'm sure I'll be sharing lots more stories of experiences I've had over the years and what's helped me or maybe what's impacted me, what's not gone very well. They will be very Normal stories, and I'm sure that you can relate to them. But the most important thing is that we are reassuring each other that we are perfectly normal, that whether we need help at the moment or not, or if we're accepting help at the moment or not, it is important that we somehow find hope in the future because we have a life to live. We have not been, you know, put here, we're not born to just be. You know, we are human beings. We need to be being. So what are we being at the moment? Let's make sure that that part of us is functioning well. And there's honestly, we we just function at such a low level. All of us, we're capable of so much more. And uh, I I want all of us to start to explore that. And by sharing it with you, I'm really reminding myself and I'm learning myself because I'm going to have to research this and make sure that the content I'm giving you is really good and really, really valuable. And I'm learning all the time as well. So never too old to learn. 62 first podcast, and this is a complete change from me. But I'm absolutely loving it so far. I do have an Instagram account, I'm Susan Myers Lifestyle, really basic. I have a website if you wanted to pop onto that and connect with me in any way. My website is S Myers Consultancy, spelled M E Y E R S consultancy. No, nope, it's not Flash. That is not me at all. Very, very simple, really basic but it gets the job done and it, it helps me to connect with everyone. So I so look forward to connecting with you in the future. I will be doing a podcast every week that's my commitment to myself and my commitment to you. I really hope that you join me. I'm really looking forward to us having that interaction that connection and sharing ideas as we go forward Have a marvellous day of and just make sure that you've written those three tasks and you've given that challenge to yourself and you look back at the end of the day and you feel really good about what you've achieved bye